Hello, med students. My name is Zach Olson, and thank you for downloading this episode of the EM Clerkship Podcast. Today, we are continuing our trauma series. We've covered head, we've covered face, we've covered C spine. Here's our next case. Hey, Dr. Wilson. So we have a uh, 34-year-old male. He's an inmate at the county jail. Was assaulted while he was on the bench press. Two other inmates approached him from each side, slammed the bar down onto his collarbone and his neck area. Uh, so the jail was concerned that he might have some sort of like collarbone or fracture, soft tissue injury to the neck. He's been uncooperative the whole time. We opted to keep him restrained. The deputies are going to stay here with him. And uh, we haven't been able to get much except for our glucose uh, was 112. Uh, no other vitals. And we haven't noticed him having any trouble breathing, but he hasn't said anything to us at all. So, yeah. Can we get the keys? We're going to move him over. We're going to move him over. Thanks. Neck injury. Not C-spine but anterior, soft tissue, neck injury. Injuries to the carotid and vertebral arteries are the most obvious concern when it comes to these neck injuries. And so the way we're going to learn this is by dividing this episode into two parts, blunt neck injuries and penetrating neck injuries. And what I really need you to remember today more than anything else is your imaging, CT angiogram, of the head and neck, also called a CTA. And it makes sense. Think about it. With neck injuries, it's all about the arteries. With penetrating injuries to the neck, these arteries get cut and they bleed. With blunt injuries, they get smushed and cause strokes. So in every single bad neck injury, we need to look at these arteries by doing a CT angiogram, a CTA. So first, let's get started with the approach to blunt injury of the neck. Basically, you need to decide if the patient needs a CTA of their neck to rule out blunt arterial injury. Because here's how it works. When you have blunt impact to the neck arteries, they squish down and they can dissect And even without dissection, they still can become very prone to clotting and causing strokes. So with blunt neck trauma, you need to consider ordering a CTA to rule that out. The question is when. Everybody with blunt neck trauma and they already have some sort of neurologic deficit like numbness, weakness, vision changes... This is no joke. That artery might already be closed off. So obviously, you absolutely must check a CTA in these situations. But what about patients who come to the hospital after the injury and they aren't even having symptoms yet? This happens all the time. You still consider CTA in two scenarios. Scenario one, any hard injury directly to the neck, needs a CTA. And then the second scenario, anyone with a basilar skull or a facial or a C-spine fracture probably needs one as well because the arteries run right next to these bones. 
And so according to Tintinalis, not just are direct, blunt neck injuries an indication for a CTA, but bad trauma with fractures of the base of the skull, face, C-spine fractures, those get CTAs as well. Now the other big category is penetrating neck injury. There used to be all this confusing stuff about zones of the neck and missile trajectory, and it was just really confusing. But that's all old. That's out. Forget the zones of the neck. Because now there's a very simple algorithm for penetrating neck trauma, which is defined as anything that penetrates the platysma muscle. First step. If they're unstable, they go to the OR. Easy. With penetrating neck injury, unstable patients go straight to the OR. Two, if they're stable, you look for these things called hard signs. And if the patient has them, they go to the OR. So what are these hard signs? Hard signs are a group of exam findings that are so obvious that clearly they need to get fixed in the OR. And there is a mnemonic for them. The mnemonic is hard brewery, H-A-R-D brewery. Now again, I didn't make this up. This is just what the mnemonic is. H stands for hemoptysis, hematemesis, hypotension. Basically, obvious bleeding from any of the three neck structures. Hemoptysis, hematemesis, hypotension. Straight to the OR. A stands for arterial bleeding. If you pick a piece of gauze up off the neck and blood squirts up past your eye and hits the ceiling, that's a hard sign. Those patients go to the OR to have an arterial injury fixed. R stands for a rapidly expanding hematoma. Makes sense. D stands for deficit. This can be a neurologic deficit, a pulse deficit, any deficit needs to go to the OR. And then brewery stands for brewery. So you need to listen for this. It's the last hard sign. If you listen to someone's neck and they have a brewery in their neck after a penetrating neck injury, they need to go to the OR. Hemoptysis, hematemesis, hypotension, arterial bleeding, rapidly expanding hematoma, any pulse or neurologic deficit, in brewery. If they have any of these hard signs, they go straight to the OR. Last step. If they are stable and they don't have one of these hard signs, get a CTA. Remember, a CTA is your image of choice regardless of if the injury is a blunt injury or a penetrating injury to the neck. You need to get a CTA. That wraps up this episode. That's basically what you need to know for these anterior soft tissue neck injuries. This week's email comes from Dan Berman. He says, hey, Zach, I enjoy your podcast. I tell everyone about it. One of my favorite pimp questions is, what is the most common EKG finding for a patient with PE? The gut reaction is to blurt out S1Q3T3, but in actuality, sinus tack is a much more common finding. S1Q3T3 only occurs 10 to 20% of the time. Keep up the podcasts, Dan. Well, thanks, Dan. 
You are absolutely right. I have personally gotten this question wrong before. S1, Q3, T3 is the classic finding on an EKG with pulmonary embolism. But sinus tachycardia is way more common. And that's actually why they make it one of the PERC criteria if you guys have had a chance to look into that. So thank you for your email. For the rest of you, feel free to send me a message, zach at emclerkship.com with any questions or feedback. Also, if you've been listening to this show for a while and really find the content useful, please leave an iTunes review. It will make the podcast grow and hopefully help us draw on some cool guests and that sort of thing. You don't have to do it right this second, but if you're just sitting there right now, like on the bus or on a break, I would really appreciate it if you left an iTunes review because it would help me out a lot. Otherwise, until next time, keep working hard, keep studying, and be sure to enjoy your shift.